Hello and welcome to Diverse and Inclusive Leaders. This is the show where I speak with the most inspirational and thought-provoking leaders of today and unearth their unique stories of diversity and inclusion to help inspire, educate and motivate others to make the world a better place. Today I am joined by the phenomenal Kelly Nagel. Now Kelly works for Jabra and GN. She is the president of Jabra North America and general manager. Now, she's primarily responsible for the entire portion of the organization when it comes to audio and video endpoints, which we're going to find out a lot more about today. She's worked in the IT and tech space for nearly three decades and is so passionate about connecting people through the power of sound and video, enabling individuals to work seamlessly wherever they are. Mentorship's been something that has been a key uh, area of Kelly's passion and she says that this is really one of the areas that's instrumental in allowing her to get where she is today. Uh, Now Kelly also has won a number of wonderful awards including uh, the CRN Woman of Channel Power 100 winner in 2021 and she's also been a Woman of Channel Award winner over the last couple of years. Welcome to the show Kelly. Thank you so much for having me Leila. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. It's so lovely to have you here, Kelly, because uh, even though we've only met over the power of of, of digital online, I feel I know you terribly well already. And that's uh, really a product of the environment that we live in today. But I wonder, for those of us who are listening into the show and don't know you perhaps as well as I do, or as well as I think that I do, because I've watched and heard your many different uh, platforms before. I wonder whether you could tell us a little bit about how you came to be where you are today. You had some phenomenal global experience working with corporations. And, um, you know, for those of us, I think, you know, wow, you know, general manager of Jabra. Um, and by the way, I shouldn't, well, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I'm a huge fan of, of Jabra. I I love my Jabras when I go running. Um, and it sounds terribly biased if there are other audio companies listening in but I do absolutely love them talk to us about the journey to to where you are right now well we're so happy that you are a Jabra fan and user and yes I always tell people (laughs) it's like you know when I go I often call this the headset fairy because I always see people that are using the wrong headset and I'm like you know there's a better way I love when I see people with their corded earbuds and they have them in their mouth because they can't get a good audio microphone and I'm like "Hmm, we make something that can help you so um but thank you for being a fan but um yeah almost 30 years that's that's that really just ages me a bit but that's okay um it has been an interesting journey and I always tell people the journey to where you are is never a straight line up into the right it's hills and valleys and it's u-turns and left turns and wrong turns and going down dead ends so, um, you know, I've had a very, I've had a great career in many different ways. I was with Ingram Micro for almost 19 years. That was my first foray into IT. I actually was a hotel restaurant management major. I tell people that it doesn't matter what your background is. If you have a passion for a technology, you don't have to have an engineering degree or a degree in IT to get there. If you have a passion for technology and new technology, then you have a place at, uh, at the table in IT. And that's how my love for IT came about, I just said, I love, I'm in sales, I can sell anything, just give me a chance. And, and they did, and uh, I made my way throughout the company for almost 20 years, 
took a chance at leadership after almost 10 years at Ingram. And I just, that was my passion and that was where I needed to be. And then I took that experience and took it to many different ways, uh, different directions. And then it landed me at Jabra back in 2016. And my boss, he uh, was a, is also a, a former, he's a Brit and he was living in uh, the US. He was going to retire and he said, would you want my job? And I laughed and said, oh yeah, I'll, I'll take your job as president. And he goes, no, Kelly, I'm serious. And I said, well, I hadn't considered that. I wouldn't have thought that for myself. And I always tell people, you know, having sponsors and mentors is really finding someone who believes a little bit more in you than you believe in yourself. And having someone that pushes you in a direction that you may not normally have taken. You, you know, women are always inherently hesitant to take those risks. They usually wait until they're almost 100% ready, but they feel that they have the skills to promote them to the next level. And uh, sometimes having a little push to do that um, is what we all need in getting to our next our next promotion, our next career ladder and where we go. So that's how I got to where I am today. I took the leap. I, um, in, I interviewed for the job. I was um, shocked when I got the job, I'll be honest, but um, I've been in the job for three years and the company has been doing great. My team is amazing. And I always say it's not, you don't do it alone. I have a, a, an amazing senior leadership team that does so much for this business. And they are really the CEOs of their own business. I let them run their own business. It's their business. I'm not the expert and I'm just kind of driving the ship, making sure we're on course. So that's that's where I am. And it truly does take a team to have success like we've had these last few years. What an incredible journey from restaurant manager as well. I mean, that is so incredibly different. That is just a perfect example as to how anyone can really get passionate and be in tech. Um, it's interesting because those who exist outside tech, and obviously with Dial, we uh, run an organization, a network of many different types of, of, of business, not just within within tech and IT. And I think the perception to an extent is, ooh, you know, tech is specialist. It is something that we simply couldn't be in because of not having that engineering background. I just love that candid story about how your passion basically got you through from being clearly fantastic customer service and right the way up through to to what you do now as the um, as the headset fairy. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And just picking up on, on I mean, you mentioned their sponsors and mentors. Now, I, I love the analogy that, that you give because they are two very, very different pieces. A sponsor like your Brit boss uh, gave you was actually that physical opportunity as opposed to just I'm not saying just, but being only a visible role model, actually giving that step up. Talk to me a little bit about how you have, because I know that you are passionate about sending the lift back down. And fortunately, I know a number of other people within within Jabra uh, and GN who think very, very highly of you. Indeed, women, Emily and others included, included myself. And um, that I think as women not just women as a first point of call because we're many other things, but it's so important that women do support other women and really provide that, that sponsorship piece that is not just from a arm's length distance away, if that makes sense. You gotta get your hands dirty. I hate to say it. If you want to change the score, if you want to change the percentages of female leaders, executives, you have to help 
like you say, send the lift back down and who's going to, who's going to be on that, on the lift coming back up. Absolutely. And without being too specific, even though I am to a degree, you are championing so many norms, women in tech, in IT, in audio, changing sectors, all of these different areas. We know specifically as an area where we do see far less females. And I wonder, why do we think this, and sales as well is another key piece. I know that you mentioned that, um, you know, you're fantastic in sales. And I I think historically sales has, has had a bad rep for whatever reason. I don't understand why that is. I think women in particular, because of their emotional intelligence and empathy, naturally are brilliant at building relationships and ultimately selling. But these are so many challenges of your natural stereotype, which you are living, breathing and sleeping, which is brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I don't know why more women, I, I, at least in our organization, we have a good, in the North America, we are almost a 50-50 split within uh, our North America region. And I'm really proud that the team, if you look at the new hires we, we hired into in 2021, we went different avenues. I mean, we partnered with Dial Global, we partner with the WIT Network um, and other organizations like Women in Cloud, and we got the word out and we had more females and, and females of different diverse backgrounds. You know, it's not just, I'm happy to say, it's not just white females. We had over 70% of our new hires in my organization were women and 40% of those hires were non-white. So that was also, a, for me, a, that's a good statistic. And we want to get people that have different experiences, different backgrounds, because we all know when you have a group that's more diverse, that brings different experiences, those companies are more likely to succeed than their competitors. And you have to have people that challenge and challenge in a way that's, I always say it's productive conflict, productive challenge, because we might think we're doing something well, but you have to have people that have, have a different frame of mind that are going to say, well, have you tried this before? What about that? And the one thing I always tell people is when you come to Java, if you come up with an idea, expect we'll say, yes, let's try it. And if we're going to fail, let's fail fast. But if we don't try it, we're going to just keep doing the same thing every day and expecting a different result. And we all know that's the definition of insanity. So we won't, we won't do that here. Indeed. And that is just incredible that you're nearly a 50-50 split. Absolutely something to be commended. And um, to your point, it is that innovation that we're seeking and in, in a world that is so incredibly transient, digital first, much of the time, everyone uses headsets of some sort, is, you know, using technology of some sort pretty much every day. How can we not be looking at how we can develop these new ideas and ensuring that we stay ahead of the curve? But talk to me a, a little bit about some of the, the interventions that you have, because I know that you are spearheading uh, the employee resource groups internally, making sure that you, you really kind of drive that, that gender parity, which to get to 50-50 is fantastic. I know that you started a, a black network as well, I believe, for um, black and Afro-Caribbean um, executives to support. Talk to me a little bit about some of the employee resource groups that Jabra and GN are starting to drive forward. Yeah, I was one before I took this position on in 2000, uh, early 2018, uh, a, a peer and I, we approached our CEO and, and my president at the time, and we, we said, we really want to start in a, a women's network group at Jabra. 
at GN and they said, uh, you know, we, we talked to HR and they, they asked what, you know, what support we would need. And we, we really didn't know at the time. So it was, you know, it was Sarah Gray and I, we, we basically took our charter, we had our, our, our project um, started and we launched in January of 2018 at our uh, sales and marketing kickoff in, in Athens. We had 140 women that came to support us that wanted to be a part of the group. We broke up into small groups and asked um, different group leaders to have a chat with, with eight to 10 women in their group and asking what they'd want to get out of this employee resource group. And we heard so many of this, the, the same themes. It was career development, it was work-life balance, and it was um, pay equity. So those were the three common themes that we heard from people. And we took those and we created a board of directors because we couldn't do it alone. So we had a slow start, but within six months, we had a, a working board. We started um, networking groups. We do quarterly webinars. Um, but I think the one thing, one of the things I'm really excited is that we've seen so many women like Emily, like, Tova, who've taken positions and, and have, you know, advanced their careers in different ways because of being part of the group. And they take maybe things that are happening in real life and we create a safe space that they can, they can talk to others, whether it's through networking, mentoring, or just having, hey, I've got could you have 15 minutes to talk to me about an experience I had and I would just like advice on how I should deal with this. But I think it's really driving a safe space that people feel inspired, that people feel that they're ready to take that next step when they're not 100%, you know, check off every box that I'm ready for this. And they, they, they take that leap and, and say, I'm in, I want to be, take that next step in my leadership. And I know I always help people ask me because I have a 20 year old son. And when I took this job, he was, you know, he was um, almost 17, but it, 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 you go through different things. I'm married for nearly 30 years and I'm a daughter of, of a, I'm an only child. So I've got to balance the sandwich generation, taking care of kids and my mom, who's a widower. So, you know, I say it's not easy and you need to build this group around you. And the one thing I've learned is to delegate and to ask for help because as women, a lot of times we don't, we try to take on the world on our shoulders and that's where the work-life balance really fails. So, you know, I, I, I delegate some things that my mom, I have a friend who checks in on our couple of days a week when I'm traveling, my husband, he takes on the head of household. He takes, make sure that everyone in, at home is taken care of. I hired a housekeeper, which I never did before, but you think about things that what's going to make your life better, that you're actually spending your downtime focusing in on refreshment, refreshing yourself and your mind and your health and your wellness. And, you know, being in the COVID state that we've been in for the last year and a half, mental well-being is such a big part of what's on everyone's mind. And that's one of the things that we're driving at Jabra. How are people coping? Especially, you know, we're, you don't all have roomy houses like we do in the US. I have a, a workspace. I can't imagine living in a small apartment somewhere with all of your family trying to work and managing a two-year-old like some of my colleagues do. And that's even harder. 20-year-old, different ages, different problems. But, you know, then we've got dogs like you and I do. <laughs> I have a puppy, you've got your two dogs. I have a cat who sometimes barges in my office. But I think at the end of the day, it's we've actually got to see the real people behind um, the display and the video camera and see what happens at home. But, you know, I think for us, it's um, how do we create these employee resource groups that people find value, find someone to talk to. So the Women's Network was the first of many. We just launched Black at GN uh, in, in um, January of this year. So that spearheaded my counterpart on our hearing side, Scott Davis. 
Um, he's got a group of amazing uh, men and women that have founded Black at GN, and we've got a few of our Jabra folks in there. And so Scott and I are sponsoring that group. Um, and we're super excited that we've just launched our third employee resource group, which is Pride at GN. So that is just um, taken off after uh, after Pride Month, and that will be um, they're forming their board and their their supporters, and that will be um, taking off the second half of this year. That's some super super valuable pieces there for everyone who is listening around creating uh, this safe space I, I truly feel that that is a lot of what it comes down to as well as role models and real models like yourself is if we can curate this environment where people feel that they are able to talk about um, things that are important to them without that fear of judgment then ultimately we can drive engagement and all can thrive but what's fascinating is that you are using and I hope organizations who, who don't perhaps have employee resource groups yet are thinking right we've got to start some because the key uh, to not feeling overwhelmed which let's face it many organizations and people do you know when it comes to diversity and inclusion you think wow there's so many different areas where do we start actually having um, perhaps the one or two groups and then using those as leading practice to snowball across other areas of diversity is is fantastic and it's great to hear that it had 170 people already engaged in that that's really really good news in particular in such a short period of time but uh, but yeah I mean you, you, you mentioned pieces there without me saying oh I concur I concur I concur which I do with everything that you were saying is um for women sometimes you know you do feel that kind of wanting to say yes it's almost like the disease of saying yes to everything how do you push back sometimes say no and ensure that you manage to get the the work work-life balance or, or whether that exists sometimes I often question uh, does it exist how are we seeing this uh, start to change in in the modern world in which we live but you mentioned sandwich generation that is a brilliant phrase I've never heard that before and that is just so I can understand that is that an, a, a, an expression American Canadian expression as you say where you're looking after you've got the parenthood and caring responsibilities at both ends of the spectrum yes so you're now you've turned into the parent as my mother's going to be 81 years old this year and her health is not great so a lot of people and I talked to so many women in our employee resource group who have parents that are suffering from cancer or they're trying to they're struggling to take their parents to the doctor and then they've got young girls in school or young boys or you know children that are in school age so they're just balancing both plus work and they're feeling very much taxed um, during this this time and the the piece that we've tried to say at Jabra is you know when, when we're still working remote um, we do have some people going into the office a little bit we're not back in the office in the U.S. yet um, just some of our engineers are going back a couple of days a week, but, you know, we've said, listen to our working moms and dads who've got kids at home or they're not in camp, just work when you can. We're not saying you need to be at your desk from nine to five or, you know, eight to five or whatever that is. If you need to work in the morning, you need to take time with your children in the, you know, in, in the mid morning, or if they're doing school, you know, just find something that works for you because we know how stressful it is. And if you, you know, I can't imagine having a, a toddler at home and trying to, to manage 
them plus work. So we know it's been it's been difficult, and we've we've launched some really great um, mental wellness resources. So there's like Text Coach, which is therapists you can actually text and have a conversation with. We've we've launched um, the networking groups for the for the women's network. Again, that's small groups of five or six women that we get together every other month. It creates a safe space. These women have created bonding uh, friendships, and they reach out to one another. Um, but just, you know, making sure that there's therapy available for people if they need to talk to somebody, talk to a peer and just ask people, it's okay to not be okay. And I think that's what we're all learning during this time is, and I know in the UK, you guys have done some really great things about training for mental wellness and, and mental coaching and how you can look for people that are struggling. So uh, I have to applaud the, the steps you guys have taken. And I think there's things that we can learn in, in the US and Canada as well. Well, thanks so much for sharing, Kelly. And as with everything, it's a learning journey, isn't it? It's an evolution. Each of us are on our individual careers and personal life and the two melding. And then the constant learning about diversity, inclusion, belonging, what that looks like in the future. Because this is this is an evolution. It's, it's a living, breathing, sleeping piece, to your point, talking about family and the sandwich generation I love that I love that terminology I'm gonna to have to use that again um, but all of these things play an impact in our lives and ultimately how how we perform and so ensuring that we're at the forefront of this evolutionary curve and we've got that continual learning is absolutely absolutely key and if I may uh, ask a couple of personal questions here because you mentioned that you are not only you're a mother you're a daughter you're a friend you are a leader within the business. Have there been times in your career where you have had challenging moments? And for those who are thinking, I'd love to be where Kelly is one day. She's a great, great, great role model to me. What would you say? What are some of the key kind of learning points that you've had along the way in your career journey? And have there ever been light bulb moments that have really changed your lens on the world? In business, yeah, I think, and, and yeah, no, there's been many, there's been many times, honestly, and I was, when I kind of joke about the, the different paths you take to get to where you are, when I actually came to Jabra, um, believe it or not, I mean, it's, it's been since 2016, um, my dad had passed away um, just a year before. And it was a change it, it, and I was really stressed out. I was traveling a lot and working in a company that I was one of only two female leaders um, and struggling there. So I just didn't find that my voice was being heard. And I just started to look at it and say, this is not who I want to be. Or this isn't emulate what I believe in and not a culture that maybe fits me. And I actually, when I came to job, I took a step back in my career. And I said, you know what? I need to be home for my mom from my son who just lost his grandfather and I need to be closer to home. And so I took a step back in my career knowing that there'd be an opportunity for me to step up again. And it was great that the job I applied for, Jabra said, well, hey, you know what? We actually need a different job. So we're gonna change this job. And, uh, and they ended up hiring me at a level that was the same as where I left. Um, and I ended up, of course, jumping back on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a company that I felt cared for. I felt I had a better work-life balance and I was able to be the best mom I could be, wife, daughter, and I could say no to things. And I could also take the challenge in this, in this amazing company um, where many new opportunities and, and new advancements were presented to me. So I think it's, you know, you, you do things 
at the time that are right for you, both personally and professionally, and you find a balance. Like you said, we have to say no to certain things. And that's what I've learned. I, I don't say yes to everything. I make sure that I was home for everything important. And I might've had to leave a meeting early, but I did it because my family was a priority. So, you know, there's never, I always say there's never a work-life balance. Some things are always a little bit more tilted to the right or the left, you know, work might take a little bit more here, but then personal might take a little bit more this week. So I don't think you're ever going to find that 50, 50 balance, but you, you have to make sure that your, your buckets are, are you're filling your buckets with what's important to you at the right time. Mm-hmm. It's great advice. And it's interesting. So I was speaking to someone this morning who said, you know what, your doctor never in a row in life because there is always always something it is just managing and balancing the best as you can and so when you talk about these buckets and almost chunking life you know it, it takes these different cycles doesn't it becoming a parent you know in our case we we hope to become parents at some point in the near future but it's prioritizing those pieces in life where you know life is finite and some of those things you can never get back and you know life moments such as when you lost your father as you say I guess they give that amount of perspective that makes you realize hey I want to work for a brand like GN that truly cares that will allow me to have that balance it doesn't mean in any way shape or form I'm less ambitious but ultimately having the engagement piece for what it is that matters allows you then to be more productive in work and you know, hopefully be uh, where you are, which is, I mean, it's super inspiring to hear and makes me think that, you know, this, this, this definition of perfection almost, I think we see sometimes splashed across social media, it doesn't exist. And to something that you said before really resonated, it is, it is okay not to be okay. And not everything is a twinkly rose petaled path to perfection. There is, you know, there is ups, there is downs, uh, there are highs, there are lows, but ultimately, when you have the ethos um, and the heart and soul and the brand that cares and your 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 personal affairs with the family are in order, then it uh, you know I guess everything starts to fall into place. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And before we run out of time, I've got to go and ask a little lightning round uh, towards towards the end. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to answer each of the questions. And I'm going to ask the hardest one first, if that's okay. Um, is there is there a definition to success? And what would you say is 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 being your secret to success? You know, I think it's when I say secret to success, it's finding a place that you feel you're contributing back, your um, that goes with your authenticity. It goes with the core of who you are. And then when you find that match, it's kind of like when you find your spouse or, or whoever your matches, it's almost like the same. You find the match, a lightning bulb goes off and you say, this is someplace that I want to invest and be. And when all of those stars align, which is where I am today, and I know people might think I'm sappy, but I am in the perfect place. The, the highlight of my career and I'm able to be the best me I'm going to be because at 52, I can't be anybody else. So if to find some place that accepts you, they embrace you and they let you be the best you version of you, that's all I can ask for. And what about authentic leadership following on from that theme? What is authentic leadership to you? And when we hear these words, authentic leadership, what can others start to consider about themselves? 
Um, many, many years ago, I was told I needed to be more assertive if I wanted to advance in my career. And I said, and I, you know, you, you listen when you're younger. And I would say, for me, it was a light bulb went off when I worked for a, a, a male leader who was so authentic. I mean, he got tears in his eyes when he got proud of you. He showed emotion. He got, when he was angry, he got angry, but when he was happy, he'd hug you. And it was, um, we call them Papa. And I think it's finding someone that you can emulate with. And he's still a great mentor for me. And he was a sponsor early in my career, Peter Gambino, for those who know him. Um, it, that showed me that you can be you and you can be authentic and you can, and, and people, my team knows I've cried. I've been so <laughs> emotional about something. I've actually, I broke down and cried during the pandemic when we had an all hands meeting, but I think you need to show the real you to break through and people just, they feel closer to you and they want to work for a company that has someone that's an authentic leader. I think that's my key. That really touches me. I have to say, I think it's rare in particular, you know, often when I'm speaking to corporate leaders and perhaps it's because I've not worked for a corporate, I think, oh my goodness, you know, this amazing kind of this corporate facade of perfection. But to hear that you're in the position that you are in and um, that's broke down and cried openly with people gives me so much faith. I have cried in front of my team and often thought oh my goodness what am I doing it's you know am I giving people faith all that kind of all that kind of stuff but ultimately when you show that vulnerability which to me is the most courageous thing you can do right is truly be your authentic self whether it is crying in pieces happy etc it is allowing the permission for others then to do that themselves you as a leader being high and low and showing that real emotional intelligence and empathy with everyone I'm sure had such a positively profound impact um anyhow I've I'm breaking my own rules here I said 30 seconds I must stop myself um, let, let, let me ask you one final question before we summarize and Kelly I wonder if you could go back in time so obviously you've had this phenomenal career. I mean, nearly 30 years, just brilliant. It's, it's so, um, so linear um, in its form. But if you could go back in time and speak to the younger Kelly and perhaps you're, you're in the restaurant right now, picture the scene, you're in the restaurant, you know, customer service, speaking to people, or someone is listening that is working in a restaurant right now as a restaurant manager thinking, how do I make a career change? What would you say to the young you in terms of advice or guidance? Yeah, I think to don't be afraid and, and be fearless and to, and to, if there's something that interests you, if you want to make a change, go for it. And I think so many people are worried that if I move, it could be, I could be in a, a worse situation. And I said, you know what, you could be in a, such a better position, you know, don't be afraid, go take that leap, tell people make, you know, I, I one of the things that early in my career, I tell people all this time, I went up to one of our, our, our president at the time at Ingram and I, and I introduced myself. I had never inter- met him before. I said, Paul Bay, my name is Kelly Nagel and I'm going to be your next sales director. And he's like, okay, Kelly Nagel, I don't know you, but great. But I think it's, you, you almost make a, uh, a statement and then you're like, okay, oh, I always say, oh shoot, now I got to go do that. But you, you know, it's like making what is my mission statement in my career? And, and now I've said it out loud and I got to go do it. So it's taking that leap, making the statement, don't be afraid and don't wait. 
so inspiring, especially with the sales piece. What I love, and I'm rolling this now into my summary of inspirational moments from today's podcast, of which there's been many. Um, and for those that are watching the video version of this, I know you probably listened to audio, you can see how incredibly animated I am right now with excitement because sales is a subject that I think is one that more women should get into for all the right reasons. And one of the key pieces that I've learned and actually observed through this podcast, uh, listening listening to you, Kelly, is the fact that we don't need to conform to the stereotype that is the usual. We look at sales, and even sometimes when I say sales, I often find myself, rightly or wrongly, saying commercial instead of sales, which is ridiculous, really. Why would you not just say sales? There is nothing wrong with sales, and sales is actually what the, what makes the, the world of business go around. Those skills can be applicable to everything. But when we look at the archetypal, stereotypical salesperson in a stiff old suit and maybe it's a guy you know hardcore selling to people it is so different from that here many women from my my career within talent formatively saying oh no no I don't want to go into sales because of the stereotype the beautiful thing about you Kelly amongst actually physically obviously being beautiful is the fact that you don't have this really pushy kind of classic sales type mentality you have this incredible way about you which is emotionally articulate it's sensitive it's understanding it's very focused on listening and that is what I believe women and many others can bring to the the sales conversation it is just so brilliant I'd love I'd love to hear and see more people listening to this podcast get in touch and say I'd love to have a career in sales or or in tech as well but I particularly love the piece around basically making a statement go and live up to it it is you who can live up to your own expectations so so having that confidence is absolutely key um but some of the other learning points I, I particularly enjoyed the the parts around mentorship and sponsorship being the change in which you want to see ultimately as well you know being confident out there speaking about technology, um, gender diversity, parenthood, caring, responsibilities, all the different aspects of intersectionality involved in the diversity conversation truly make a difference because it's what we call that trickle effect where you speak and we see these great female role models and, and business leaders like yourself speaking out about all different aspects showing true vulnerability we can truly be the change that we want to see and watch the engagement flow when people start to be more authentically themselves which ultimately drives that true engagement and the safe spaces that kelly spoke about so thank you kelly it's just been a wonderful wonderful pleasure speaking with you uh, again um, and having you join on the podcast well thank you for having me Lila. it has been an absolute pleasure to be with you today Thank you. My name is Leila McKenzie Dallas. I'm the founder and CEO of Dial Global. You've been listening to the fantastic Kelly Nagel. If you would like to check out any other brilliant work that Kelly is doing um, or Jabra and GN, you can visit the site. We'll make sure we put all of the contact details in there as well at the end of uh, today's show. If you have any accessibility issues or you'd like to see a transcript of the podcast, which is available on Apple, Spotify, all of your favorite podcast apps, then please do reach out to the team and I, or you can check us out inside the Dial Global app. It's in the App Store, Dial Global Network. 
As I said, I'm a big fan of Jabra. Um, so uh, so do make sure uh, you check out the Jabra Elite, my favourites. Anyhow, I'm not trying to sound like I'm plugging things too much, but I do adore them. They're my favourite for going on a run every day. Um, but visit us at www.darglobal.org forward slash podcast. And we will look forward to seeing you again very soon.